You're gonna get hooked on that thing. I can see it now. 16,000 bags of Cheetos later, you wake up, you're 35, you're overweight, you're crying about your life in front of the soaps. I just did you a favor. You stupid, ignorant son of a bitch, dumb bastard! Jesus Christ, I've met some dumb bastards in my time, but you outdo them all. Get over there! Look up idiots in the dictionary. You know what you'll find? A picture of me? No! The definition of the word idiot, which you fucking are. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers! I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! It's an inanimate fucking object. You're an inanimate fucking object! You dirt-eating piece of slime! You scum-sucking pig! You son of a motherless goat! You blithering, blundering, bull-nosed, blockheaded, pot-bellied, ham-fisted jackass! You are pukes! You are the lowest form of life on earth. You are not even human fucking beings. You are nothing but unorganized, grabastic pieces of amphibian shit. You're the problem. You're the fucking problem. You fucking Dr. White, onking, jam rag, arking, spunk, bubba, fucking hoity toity. Hey, buddy, fucking... hey. Nothing curse words, all right? Kiss my sweaty balls, you fat fuck. In your general direction, your mother was a hamster, and your father smelt of elderberries. You're sitting there, you're wondering, do I have food on my face? Am I eating? Am I talking too much? Are they talking enough? Am I interested? I'm not really interested. Should I play like I'm interested? But I'm not that interested. But I think she might be interested. But do I want to be interested? But now she's not interested. So now all of a sudden, I'm getting, I'm starting to get interested. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response, were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought? Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Pardon my French, but you're an asshole. Hello everyone, it's time for another rant show. I'm Alan Sanders, hosting today's wildly rambunctious raconteurs of recitation who will regale us with their rye and ribald razor-sharp repartee. This show focuses on the foibles and faux pas of our often feckless, frivolous, fickle, and fruitlessly fastidious fraternity of our fellow man, or woman, or them, they, theys, whatever. Joining me on today's episode are two other members of the 60MW podcast team. First, Let's welcome the big kahuna himself, who's usually found firmly ensconced in the throne room of the 60 MW Towers, our fearless leader in chief, the big enchilada, the top dog, the head honcho, the big wheel, Mr. Dave Robinson. Dave, welcome. Well, hello. Thank you for that. That was very impressive, Alan. Very impressive. I wanted to welcome you back in style. And it certainly was very good style indeed, sir. My hair's not as long as yours yet, but I'm working on it. <laughs> I had a shave for about two months. Look, look at that. You, oh, you could be like Santa's little helper. Oh, yeah, yeah. Also joining is a man who fills our podcast airwaves with rapid fire remonstrations, rich in ridicule and raillery. You can hear him adding a spotlight on his reflections of movies and television and opining on the ABCs of gaming. It's none other than Adam, no longer conjoined to Chris Perry. Adam, welcome. <laughs> feel naked. <laughs> well, oh, you feel, feel a really bit naked. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, haven't got, like, I feel like uh, if that fella at a total recall had the baby cut out of his stomach. <laughs> <laughs> what Quato was the name of it? Yeah, yeah. Chris it Chris is my Quato. Open your mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Well, it is so good to have you here. Um, I love being able to mix up the team and bring everybody in uh, for a, an occasional rant. Uh, we, this really is a chance for us to uh, l- proverbial, for proverbially let our hair down and kind of uh, uh, wax nostalgic on things that make us uh, wish that things were a little different sometimes and look at how things are around us and decide, is it really better this way? Or was it better once upon a time? Most people will find it that it's, we're just kind of getting to that age where we want to bitch and moan about things before we start. uh, Welcome. And I know we're recording this uh, before the end of the year, but I don't know if you guys have this in the UK. Uh, The show Seinfeld is responsible for the creation of a brand new modern uh, feast, if you will, called Festivus. Do you have that in the UK? No, no, no. So Festivus, how ironic we are recording on the Feast of Festivus. They call it Festivus for the rest of us. It is considered an anti-Christmas holiday. If you get too caught up in all the decorating and all the hustle, hustle and bustle of the season, you start today with putting up your holiday pole, just a pole, no branches, no lighting, nothing, just a pole straight in the middle of the room. And we stare at it. And then As we reach the dinner time, we begin dinner with our airing of grievances, where we walk, each take our turn around the table, telling everybody, our friends and family gathered, how much they've disappointed us this year. We followed up with the Feast of Festivus, which consists of a meatloaf, a slice of meatloaf on a leaf of lettuce. And we end the evening with feats of strength, where the head of the table can challenge anyone at the table to any kind of wrestling. And only when the head head of the table is pinned is the evening done. That's the festival. That's it. That's December the 23rd. December the 23rd. Look it up. (laughs) Festivus for the rest of us. But I love it because it's about the airing of grievances. What a perfect day for a rant show. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I I thought Festivus might have been Latin, but it's obviously not that clever. And uh, the only festive poll I've got is when I put a uh, small Christmas hat on my erect penis. But that's a different story. (laughs) Yeah, no, I I always have a Christmas poll, but it always is by itself, much like the Festivus poll. So... <laughs> it calls out, but never is is never answered to. <laughs> Hello, echo, echo. <laughs> well, Dave, I'm going to kick it off with you because I know we talked about trying to do this before the end of the year because you said you had a couple of good ones stored up. So I'm going to just take that microphone, shove it toward you, and say, "What's your opening rant?" Well, you know what, mate, I've had a two-part rant stored for ages, but. What I'm going to do is something that you'll understand, Alan. I don't think Adam will or anybody outside of America, but I'm going to call an audible at the line of scrimmage. Look at that. Oh, you're going to change the play. I gave you something. You go, ah, I'm changing it. (laughs) Changing it. I'm changing it because something has really been winding me up recently that I need to get out there. I'll I'll keep the two-part one. I'll let that fester for a future show some point. So I'll get- You're not even going to bring it up today? No, no. I'm going to leave you all guessing on that one. this one hopefully we can all agree on this and that is how fucking pretentious perfume and cologne aftershave adverts are (laughs) on the television when you see them (laughs) jesus fucking christ (laughs) and it's not often thankfully that we watch live television normally it's either we just DVR it and you fast forward through if you're on the channel with adverts or it's a channel without adverts. But for some reason, I don't know why we've watched a few things live recently and we've had to suffer through adverts. So I was once again reminded at how, well, I prefer to use the word poncy 
these adverts, <laughs> which hopefully is a word that travels across the Atlantic as well, mate. And I'll, I'll, I've written some notes down. I'll take one as a, just to take the listeners through one that's been on the television over here quite a bit. I presume it's been on the TV in America. And that's the one. It's, um, it's, for, it's for Dior and their Sauvage. and and to begin with they always have you never get anybody talking on these adverts you know like me or you alan or you adam it's all oh no we have it's normally with like a french sort of accent exaggerated oh sauvage dior quintessential fragrance it's always like that isn't it so this sauvage advert with johnny depp start there why Mm. are they always paying People who are already multimillionaires, let's give them an extra few million pounds as well. They don't need it. How many out of work jobbing actors are out there that would happily do the job to promote, you know, these different fragrances? Does it really matter that it's a, a celeb? It could be somebody else that, that's on it. So this this um, this new advert for Sauvage. It begins, I've just got a few notes here. I'll take you through. It's a desolate, cracked earth wasteland. There's an electric guitar lying in the foreground. There's a big stack of amps in the background. Cuts to close up of Johnny Depp. He's looking all mysterious. Then a wolf. Fuck, why is a wolf? A wolf gets up after lying down. It's <laughs> back to Johnny Depp. He's playing chords. He's actually picked up the electric guitar. He's playing chords from Wild Thing, a song made famous by the Trogs. Um, which actually we'll learn while we're ranting. It was originally, the wild thing was originally performed by a New York band called the wild ones. I thought it was the Trogs, So I didn't know that, but the Trogs was the most popular one. Uh, and it's been, uh, the song's publisher has issued over seven and a half thousand licenses for it to be recorded. So that's surely going to be one of the most recorded songs. Anyway, it's playing chords from wild thing, which makes the wolf that was lying down, and other wolves that have appeared from somewhere, they slowly start walking towards him. All the while this is going on, the camera is slowly going round and around, like Michael Bay used to do all the time in the 80s films, usually around Megan Fox's arse, wasn't it? Those kind of shots <laughs> like this. Uh, there's more shots of Depp on his guitar with his eyes shut all the time, got his eyes shut, so probably doesn't see the wolves around him, which is, you know, whether he's got his eyes shut. He plays one last chord. There's a close-up of the wolves walking. Then Johnny Depp walks towards the camera. No guitar. The wolf's close behind. One wolf sniffs at the now-discarded guitar, doesn't piss on it, which is you know, <laughs> podcast, Modi, po- podcast mascot Bodhi would have pissed all over the guitar if he'd have sniffed it. And then it's Jet, uh, Depp walking along, load of wolves behind him as he gives his final Ponzi voiceover. Mm. What has that got to do with it? You know what it doesn't do? Doesn't tell you what it smells like. <laughs> it's a, that's why I would I would want my perfect advert for, be it uh, you know aftershave, cologne, uh, what do they call? They call them something different now. I've, I haven't even written it down because this is called um, what is it called? Savage Elixir. Savage. <laughs> <laughs> I would want I would want an out of work actor to come on. You could pay, you didn't have to pay him what you paid Johnny Depp. You, give it to me. I'll advertise. Pay me nothing. Pay what you'd have paid Johnny Depp. Give all that money to charity, right? I will walk on onto a blank set. You don't have to pay any money for all these stupid sets or go out onto location. I'll come out with a bottle of Sauvage. 
I will tell people what it smells like. Here's some, I'll say it properly, savage. Here's a bottle of savage, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> smells a bit like lemons and a bit of lavender in it as well. And it's really nice. Done. All done in about five seconds. Doesn't cost them anything. Charities make out. You're onto a winner. All, all this poncy shit. I had a look at the same time. The new Dior for females, you know, for balance right. as well, uh, is called Miss Dior. Natalie Portman. Again, somebody who's got millions. And it's, oh, here's Natalie Portman. Oh, look, she's happy and she's laughing. Oh, no, no. Oh, she's crying now. Look at her. Oh, look, oh, look she's lying down in a small paddle boat with somebody. And then there's a drone shot. Oh, there's a whale swimming underneath the, swimming underneath the boat. Oh, look, she's in a field of flowers now. What the fuck? Just, again, doesn't tell you what it smells like. Maybe it smells like a field of flowers. Maybe it smells like a whale swimming underneath you in a boat. Not many people know what that smells like. I certainly don't. Why? Why? And it cuts across all of them. And I'm presuming these adverts are the same in America or you get different versions, I don't know, but I'm presuming they're just as poncy and a complete waste of money. And so, I mean, I wrote down the definition of pretentious. Attempting to impress by affecting greater importance or merit than is actually possessed. And I think that sums up these perfume and cologne adverts perfectly. No, I just, here's the thing. The, the symbolism of the Natalie Portman one, it's, the girl has a boy that she's really excited about, but then loses and, and, and he goes away and she's crying, but then she puts the perfume on and then she gets him back and they're in the boat and it's a sperm whale that's flying underneath oh. them. And she suddenly oh. found her flower well pumped, just like in, just like in uh, Shakespeare. And she's going on to motherhood and, and being married and having all this wedded bliss and happy. And it's all symbolic, but we all want to be Natalie Portman or we all want to be Johnny Depp, I guess. And that's why they hire him. That was good. Just because sauvage in French means wild, untamed. Mm-hmm. You know, that could, could explain the wolves and so on. Still got fuck all to do with, like, you want to know what it smells like, really. Should be well, like, that, you, anyway, you do this me. in an American dive bar in Texas. We call it, hey, savage. It make you so horny that every woman going to jump on you, man. Woo-hoo. <laughs> Adam, you'll remember the, the bro adverts with henry cooper or you'd have at least seen them from back oh in the definitely day. Yep. henry cooper and kevin keegan and they'd been all sweaty because they've just been in the gym or or done something like that and there's a reason why they're splashing this brought on them oh look we're all sweaty we just worked out splash it all over there you go yeah they were one step away from basically just saying brute it stops you smelling like shit yeah and i'd rather and it would have been fine yeah exactly I mean- my biggest problem with the savage one is that it's got Johnny Depp in it. Uh, Johnny Depp does not use Christian Dior Savage. We all know that in his little aftershave bottle, all he's got is the tears of his old beaten up girlfriends. <laughs> uh, that's what he sprays himself with. That was my question. Why are we using Johnny Depp who needs a, an image uh, rehab? Because what we want to be like him, we want to be a savage who beats his women and gets away with it. I mean, what are we doing here? Um, he, he doesn't want to be advertising savage. He wants to be advertising one called Fluffy or <laughs> yeah. something. He wants, hey, try me, forgiveness. <laughs> well, he's been, he's been, it'd be forgiveness for men, and men don't get forgiven <laughs> for anything. He's, Dior have been paying him since 2015. Um, Robert, Robert Pattinson, that's somebody else who's on Dior's box. Again, how many out-of-work jobbing actors are there that 
you could go, okay, save a fortune. Give, give them some cash. Give them some work instead of giving more money to people that are multimillionaires for this just poncy bollocks. No, it's there. There is a shift here in our country. Those ads you just described, both of them run exactly as you described them here in the U.S. So, so those are must be international campaigns. But I don't know how your car commercials are in the U.K. lately. I and say in the last maybe two to three years, they are starting to use ordinary, everyday looking people to sell cars instead of models or you know like workout beach guys or anything and and hot. You know, like because it always used to be like the hot woman in a dress that was you know revealing you like this is the kind of car you drive when you're a hot, sexy woman and then every man wants to be in the car with you or the vice versa. Now they're showing, you know, middle age or uh, families and not exactly in shape. Some of them might be just a little curvy, maybe a few extra pounds. And that seems to be the trend is to get more normal, like you're saying, more normal looking people. Yeah, yeah. They should do that across all adverts. That, that yeah. would be great. And as well, just one last thing on like perfumes and colognes and so on with all the like sauvage and all that. I want the name in conventions to be changed. I want so something for the men, take it straight out of Anchorman and let's have some sex Panther. Just like they have in Anchorman. Let's have it. There's a TV, a comedy show over here that used to be on called bottom, which the people that watch it obviously will know and love. And there was a Christmas episode where they've got a bottle of grr, <laughs> grr for men. Let's just call them names like this rather than stupid. Uh. Well, isn't that what the whole Axe body spray movement was? Do you have that in the UK? The Axe body spray that all like the young kids overly spray and you can smell them coming from around the block. Is that Lynx over here? I could be because that's the same thing with Lynx, isn't it? I don't yeah. know. Lynx is your, t- is your teenage, you know, when you're first getting hairy armpits, Lynx, that's, that's your first, that's your first uh, deodorant thing. And that's like, you no know, generation that's been going back like 30, 40 years now. Because that's how they named them. They named them things like uh, Excite and Apollo and Ice Chill <laughs> or Dark Temptation. So that's, you know, all the names of the Axe body sprays. And they were all like, I mean, the kids, you could buy the shampoo in the spray. You could buy the hair, the the, the body wash. You could buy the spray. So basically you could smell like an, a, an, an advertisement for whatever flavor of Axe you want to be. And purely by coincidence, I have a prop here which is <laughs> useless on an audio podcast, but we're on camera. Mm-hmm. You know, I, purely by coincidence, yesterday through the letterbox, a, a, little, a little box came through, junk mail, <laughs> addressed to Tina, and inside it was some uh, of uh, Miss Dior, and he holds this up to the camera. So oh, a little, a little <laughs> sample bottle, a little sample bottle. <laughs> In the sample go. bottle, it right. actually tells you what it smells like. What does it, it say? Does it smell what? of sensual stuff? <laughs> does it smell it's of a- does it smell of angry spouse wanting to take his date <laughs> frustrations <laughs> out on the missus? It smells like bleeding. <laughs> does it smells like regret and lost opportunity. <laughs> it says uh sauvage. Elixir, the quintessence of Sauvage, an extraordinarily concentrated fragrance, like a fine liqueur made of exceptional ingredients. The emblematic freshness of Sauvage with an intoxicating heart. Here we go. Spices, lavender, and a blend of woods. Now I know. So I thought, right, I'll actually see what it smells like because there it is. There's a little little bottle that it gives me. 
Mm-hmm. Can't tell you what it smells like because it's fucking empty. They sent me an empty, <laughs> an empty tester. Dior. Dior. Because I know they listen to us. Send us all a bottle so we know what it's like. That's and awesome. We'll, and we'll advertise it. Yeah. So I can't even tell you what it is. But at least we've got an idea now. Well, or, or it smells like nothing. Yeah, maybe that is it. You can't even tell you're wearing it. That's, Dave, that would be the ultimate, wouldn't it? That would be the ultimate in fucking Ponzi advertising products. It's nothing. You just think you, that you've got something on. Just splash an air. It's, it's an empty bottle. Oh, it smells like. <laughs> so, spices, lavender and wood. So it smells like an old lady eating a curry off a coffee table. <laughs> What does that even mean, spices? Because that's a wide range. Are we talking nutmeg? Are we talking more like uh, uh, allspice? Do I smell like a pumpkin pie walking by that's been soaked in lavender? I mean, what what are which, what what spices on that? I mean, the lavender is sort of the only constant because spices and, and a blend of woods. Again, I think Adam nailed it. I mean, I think Adam's Could be anything perfect. No wonder the wolves were following him if he was smelling like that. Like, yeah, because he thought he was a tree. They're going to piss on him. Right. Yeah. Like, well, the wood's familiar, but that lavender's throwing me. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> they are always, and they, but haven't they always been? I mean, even when I was a kid, I remember the woman getting out of the pool, the man lying there in the sun, the plane going by, the silhouette going between her legs, the imagery of being pumped at the poolside with, and, oh, but if you splash this on, this is the lifestyle you'll lead. I mean, that's really what it's all about. Never works. I've tried it. It doesn't happen. I've tried it multiple times, multiple different brands. I keep going outside. There's no fucking pool. There's nobody out there, you know, basking in the sun. No woman barely wearing a bikini that's about to fall off. It's just my backyard and my dogs. So, yeah, please, all, all these advertises <laughs> about perfumes and, and colognes, save a shit ton of money out of work actors. <laughs> Tell me what it smells like. Cut. Done. In actually, actually make an advertisement as opposed to a, yeah. Yeah. a random short film like something that's been shown to what's-his-face in uh, Clockwork Orange with his eyes prized open. Yes. Right. It, right. Instead of making it look like some experimental film out of, out of yeah. uh, uh, L.A. film school. Maybe we can try something that actually tells a story and feels uh, like it might appeal to the common man. You know, like, honestly, like beer commercials, most beer commercials, every time I go like, they're having a good time. That means when I get this beer out, my friends will want to come over. We can all have fun, laugh, watch whatever we're doing. That that sells the beer to me. Yeah, that'll work. So, yeah, rant, rant done. Hopefully everybody listening to this as well will agree how fucking poncy they are. (laughs) Awesome. All right. Let's go over to Adam, because I know, Adam, I listen. By the way, Adam, you have some of the most glorious impromptu rants in the middle of your spotlight reflection shows when you're describing the stupidity of characters or motivations or plots or lack thereof. So I am just curious what you're bringing to the table today. Um, Well, (laughs) it started off with a little bugbear, which was protesters, (laughs) but not. I thought, no, I don't want to ban protest or anything like that, but looking at protesters, uh, when you see them on the news and whatnot, and obviously these people care about something enough to go outside and shout about it, <laughs> but when they all start holding up their placards and it's, I don't know, free Bill Cosby or whatever, and it will sound it, free Bill Cop, and then they've run out of space. <laughs> 
and, and I was just that really irritates me. If I give up, you know, why have people got no spatial awareness when it comes to writing? They got 85% of it through this, you know, six foot fucking board. And they thought, I've still got eight letters to write there and I've only got three inches. Oh, they don't start again. No, they just squeeze it in there. And starts sloping thinking, down the side. <laughs> oh, it's 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 you know it it's stupidity and it, the, the lack of foresight to see that after the first letter you think, yeah, I might have to start that again. But no, they get all the way to the end and then they fuck it up and it's like, well, it just ruins your message because you look like an amateur and you're an idiot. And then I was just thinking, well, I was thinking, well, you know, then I started thinking about writing, and I was and I was thinking, like the art of writing, you know, is disappearing. There's a few pretty important moments like in human history you know you know uh, getting down out of the trees standing on two legs fire cooking meat writing writing's pretty important no fucker writes anymore um i've got to go off little tangents here as well because that got me thinking back at school and i was thinking lady writing why did why is ladies writing so weird and massive in comparison to male writing when i was at school like man writing was normal size and the girls' writing was huge. You know, they, they a hundred words on a whole side of A4, and they do little annoying things like rather than putting a dot above an eye, they draw a fucking circle. Irritates the shit out of me. Also, waste of paper. They've caused the Amazon rainforest to disappear. That's all women's fault at the end of the day. But anyway, let's think about writing. Children nowadays, because you know, they don't write anymore because they're all just glued to the tablets at fucking school. Because we've had quite a few Christmas cards coming through lately. And you know, you've got you've got they, you know, the kids write their own names and it. it's all very nice but they're like 10 you look at the state of their handwriting you just think what the fuck is wrong with you, you know, if i wrote like that when i was 10 i, I wouldn't got beaten at school but i would have been i would have had a detention or got told off and these infantile fucking scrawls you know barely legible and it's like you're double digit in age you should be able to write the fucking alphabet normally now but no we don't write anymore everything's an email everything's this in the same way that I, when my missus, you know, if I get a fucking WhatsApp message, just calling me a twat because I've done something easily ignorable. But if you get it on a post-it note, you think, oh, fuck, I'm in trouble because they've actually taken the time to do it. So all you know, written communication is now just all electronic and pointless and throwaway and stupid. Whereas you know, we should be embracing handwriting and teaching kids handwriting. It shouldn't be an art that's lost to the generations because you know, it's it's. It's not one of our first proper ways of recording things, apart from like cave paintings of people, you know, I fisted a elephant or whatever. And I was just thinking, like, in the future, like, I was just, I don't know why, I was thinking, well, what happens to films, like, in 200 years' time, when people have turned into like amorphous blobs because they don't move in front of anywhere, and this big fat jelly thing with hair and a one hole in its face that's a mouth a sphincter and all sorts of stuff at the same time it'll go and watch its five second film because they've got no attention span <laughs> and um you know, it has, you know, oh, we've split the film up into 700 episodes because you can't fucking concentrate for more than three seconds um and it, there'll be harrison ford because he'll still be alive because he's one of the fucking hollywood people who just plug themselves into machines like the matrix ingesting baby juice to keep young and stay alive forever because they're that rich and that powerful. Anyway, he'll still be making fucking Indiana Jones films. And the thing about Indiana Jones films, you know, it's about going around temples, finding maps and scrolls and all that kind of thing. You know, it's interesting. It's history on paper. You could sniff the dust and the mold and the old and all that kind of stuff. 
Indiana Jones 6, set in the year 2400, is going to be Indiana Jones going around an ancient data centre. And it'll be like Indiana Jones and the hard drive of Google. And it's just going to be tragic. Writing should be adored and kept because it's it's his, it's it's history, but it's all you, know, you just need to keep it rather than giving it all up to some fucking cloud and teach your kids properly, you lazy wankers. Dude, I can't what even your, catch my breath. What are your views, Adam? That when kids do write and then they write in text speak. Oh. Uh, well, <laughs> let's let him have the floor. Yeah, let's just. Hit uh, yeah, the. I mean, my question is, is: what the fuck is the curriculum where kids aren't taking standard English now? Why? What fucking text? People who write in text speech have their hands chopped off, buried in a fucking pit, set on fire, whatever. I don't care. Whatever's needed to do to bring the fucking IQ of the human race back up again, genocide, anything like that. Fine. There's too many of us. Let's just get rid of the dead weight. But no kids, kids who write in text speak, um, uh, whatever's possible to, to tell them. No, uh, think I'll, I'll, I'll start off potato peeler and I'll just, just slice off their fingertips. <laughs> and then if, if they do it again, you just move your way down. Eventually they'll just have little nubs for fingers. You'd like to think even they might learn by then writing fucking English or whatever language, because obviously there's more languages than English. But um, no. I think what you're meaning English. is write grammatically correct, right? Effectively, or effective communication. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. No lol. Or I don't even know fucking text speak. It's all bollocks. It's just, it's like kids are learning, you know, buzz phrases and fucking acronyms. It's like their entire language is being built up of that now. And I, I fucking hate it. Oh, LOL, OMG, OMFG, oh, <laughs> TLDR. You know, it took me forever when I saw posts where someone wrote TLDR. I'm like, what the hell is TLDR? Too long, didn't read. <laughs> so now we're getting to the point where not only will someone not choose to write, but if somebody does write a response somewhere that required a, a modicum of thought, the response is too long, didn't read. Shocking. It also because there's, there's only a set amount of these texty language replies. It's just everyone sounds or writes the same. The responses are always the same. There's no thought or creativity in any use of language because it's just like standardized responses of of whatever whatever stupid little acronymy thing they're using. Language is good. I've not got a big repertoire of words. But, you know, there's millions out there that I'd love to know, but I haven't got time or the brain to do it. But, you know, language is a wonderful thing. Let's use it and write it because otherwise we'll lose it. And we, we, we're starting to see that now. And it's tragic. We're all, I don't know where it's going. We just end up with grunts. We're, going, we're regressing back again. Like, uh, uh. Or we're just going to end up when babies pop out of the vaginas, we're going to stick a little fucking helmet on them. And it'll be a little fucking OLED screen on this helmet. And it'll just... You know, it'll plug into your brain and every five minutes it will just show an emoji of what that person's feeling. <laughs> and there'll be standardized emotions because you're not allowed to have anything extreme. So it's like humans will be fucking narrowed down just to having a screen in front of your face. And it's either I'm happy or I'm sad. And that's it. And we'll lose <laughs> everything. And we'll fucking die in the pits of hell as all our civilization rots. 
<laughs> That'd be funny as hell. Uh, talk about experimental film where that would be only the face emojis allowed to be shown on your actors. <laughs> like mine would just be the poo emoji constantly. <laughs> you know, the, the one guy who's like feeling sick turns to the green emoji, then it turns to the throw <laughs> up emoji. <laughs> then the little X's over the eyes because he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you know someone's dead because the screen says so. <laughs> Dude, you're going to you're going to think we planned this when we get to would you rather my very first question for you, which would be the second would you rather is going to relate to this exact topic. Oh, no. Oh, and God. No show prep. No, nobody talked to one another ahead of time, but you have to wait and see. No, I oh, think you're right. Make, oh, it's going to make me want to choose something hateful. <laughs> no, Dave, on top of what Adam just brought up, you shared in our WhatsApp group just how piss poor headlines are today. You had a <laughs> headline you shared. Uh, and I have it here in front of me because I have laughed so hard at it because I get what it's supposed to say. Yeah. I understand what it means. But who in their right mind not only wrote it, what editor allowed it to be published where the headline says Browns, that's the Cleveland Browns, is the football team. Browns wave punter Jamie Gillian or Jillian Hand job to Dustin Colquitt. <laughs> now, I get they mean they are giving the job to a backup punter, but to put the phrase hand job to Dustin Colquitt, how do you not hear something other than what they intended? It's like at least put the word the between hand and job. Hand the job. <laughs> not just hand job to Dustin Colquitt. How about when you realize, oh, that could be taken inappropriately. How about give job? I get you may only have so many show, so much room for your headline. Give job to that's fine. Or, you know, whatever. Hand over reigns too, you know, but hand job. Is <laughs> <laughs> well, this how the Cleveland Browns are trying to save money now? That instead of paying the players, there's just sort of sexual favors being given out. Oh, there you go. I want my contract. I need a guaranteed signing bonus. And if I make all of my uh, my quotas, I also want a few hand jobs. Yeah. <laughs> well, that seems reasonable. Yeah. I'll take that. <laughs> I'll buy that for a dollar. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You know, the communication drives me nuts because even though I'm in the in the world of speech, of, of the spoken word in uh, with radio. And of course we're doing a podcast where everybody's listening. And so they're hearing thought that's being articulated. It drives me nuts when I go to read news and I see things like poor grammar, misspellings. I mean, we live in an era where the computer should at least t flag the words. And here's something that I'm going to go one step back. And Adam, this goes to what you worry about what they're teaching in school. I just got done having a, a meeting with the head of uh, an organization, a nonprofit in our community called the Etowah Scholarship Foundation, which helps raise funds to send kids or at least offset some of the cost of college. It's called a scholarship foundation. They have found that teachers in elementary school, when they when this group goes to interview the kids, it says, OK, well, what are you learning today? And they would show them like Word, Microsoft Word, they're typing on Word. And they'd see the underlying red or the underlying blue or the underlying green. And they go, well, what does that mean? Well, the underlying red means that that's not the right way to spell that word. And the underlying green means that that's not the right grammar. And the underlying blue, it's like, okay, well, can you fix it? Like, no, I just hit right click fix and it does it for me. Oh, so they're not learning. They're only seeing, okay, I see that the computer told me that word's not correct. 
I can't fix it myself. I'm going to let the computer do it for me. They're not learning how to actually spell or to look up a word. They're not looking how to use it grammatically correct. They're letting the computer fix it for them. It's no wonder that we're seeing now these graduates write headlines that make these kinds of grammar boo-boos. That is tragic. I mean, kid, kid, young kids are sponges. Your brain never takes that much information. And again, um, we're, we're, we're wasting it, wasting all that opportunity. Totally agree. There's nothing wrong with having a computer as a tool, but you've got to still no. learn the basics. Why is it grammatically incorrect? Why is it misspelled? Not just, oh, the red line tells me I didn't spell it right. I'll let it fix it for me. Well, how do you spell it? I don't know. The computer does it for me. That's sad. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, that's terrible. Here's you. I, I don't know if I've mentioned this in one of the rant shows before, but, you know, one of the things I used to do for a long time was web design. And when I first started, and this was only in doing web design, I started my own company about 12 years ago. At the time, they said you should never write your content higher than a 10th grade reading level or middle of high school. Since my 10 plus years or 12 years now, and I, I've, I've moved on, I, I've, I've pushed that to someone else. I do only video production. It is now down to a sixth grade reading level. We're, not, we're writing for the comprehension of people who are still in grammar school for websites today. That's sad. In 12 years, I've watched it go from 10th grade to sixth as a reading level. Like that's what they say to make sure your maximum read of the audience, to make sure you don't write content that goes over their head or you lose their attention. You have to write very short sentences, very simple sentences. You need to have, make sure you have a, a header every 300 words or less. You need to have subdivision, you need to have pictures, and it can't be written above a sixth grade reading level. Otherwise, you get dinged for being too literate for the average reader. Mm-hmm. Wow. With uh, the Guinness Book of Records, I used to love getting that as a kid back in the 70s. Guinness Book of Records for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. And there'd be a few pictures in it. And I picked one up. I think there was a couple of years ago the last time I picked one up. It was more or less just all photographs and hardly any text. Yeah. Whereas before, yeah. it was like huge blocks of text with a few little pictures. It's completely flipped around. Yeah, yeah. I, I got one a few years ago. And it was more. It, it was like a slightly factual issue of the Beano. There was that much picture content in it. it was ridiculous. Yeah, it's turned uh, into a graphic novel version of, <laughs> you know, yeah. all all the pictures or, or or cute illustrations in the in the and all and you know what. I've seen the college textbooks my girls went to school with, and they're subdividing now textbooks with all of this content in the side margin. And then they have a little sub part, sub story in the bottom. And so that way it's not too much text on one page at a time to make you feel overwhelmed. It's like almost like they're all the subdivided content on every page. It's and I'm like, why are we doing And it's because a short attention span. Hmm. It's only going to get worse too. Imagine that it's going to get worse. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, I can change my rant that I've got. <laughs> oh God, Adam! Anything else you want to add to that? Are you? Uh, oh, is that, is that completed uh, rant number one for you? <laughs> I think I'm nice and relaxed now. I'm okay. All right. Well, I'm gonna hopefully soften this up just a hair, but it is a rant that I just realized it took me 50 plus years on this earth, of which probably the last 35 of them I was interested in members of the fairer sex. And and maybe this applies to either. But for me, I'm only using it for my kind of relationship. I finally it took me just until our latest Christmas party to finally figure this one out. Because when my wife and I first met, 
I was under the assumption that the things that attracted us to one another was what we saw in each other as some of the best things. And I, and I likened it to when you are out looking for a house or maybe you're shopping for a place that you want to put a business and you just, and, and, and I'll use the house. We'll say, you know, I just looked at my wife. I'm like, Oh my God, did you see that house? It's got the perfect structure. Look at how great the windows are. The brickwork is amazing. We walk inside. It's like, oh, it's got the wood floors. It's got the, it's got scroll work on the walls. It's got beautiful fixtures. I don't want to change a thing. I have finally found the home of my dreams. I've, I've, I've looked at all the variety of all the different styles and all of the different options and the colors and the decorations. And finally, I stumbled into the home of my dreams. And I thought, that's how she must see me. I figured that's what she saw in me. Like I found the home of my dreams. And then I realized kind of, but not anywhere close because where I loved the color and the windows and the, and the brickwork and the scroll work and the floors, she looked at me as what a wonderful fixer upper opportunity. This is, I have found a dilapidated pile of shit that I can see the grand opportunity in as long as I can change the outside, the inside, everything about it, the color, the way it, the way it looks, I might, knock down a couple of walls and open up the, for a, a, a wider space in the interior. I just realized we both look at each other as a home. I just realized I bought the one that was already fixed. She bought the fixer upper. <laughs> <laughs> why is it like that? I told her the other day, I was like, babe, why is it? Everything that I do seems to annoy you yet. It's the exact same stuff I did to attract you in the first place. She goes, well, I just because I laughed when we were first going out didn't mean I thought it was funny. I just didn't want to embarrass you in front of our friends. I'm like, well, why did you tell me that? <laughs> She's like, well, I figured you would learn to be better. I was like, oh, so I just realized my rant is I still, after 50 years on this earth with a wife and four daughters, cannot understand the differences in the way a female looks at one thing. And a male looks at that exact same thing. And yet we come at it from two completely different perspectives. I, 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 every, I have gotten to the point where when my wife comes to me and she goes, you know, do you think I'm like, don't don't ask me. Don't even pretend. Don't even throw it out there that I have an opinion that you actually want to hear. Just say, can you go do X and leave it at that? Don't even bother giving me the opportunity because when I add my opinion, she goes, well, I don't like doing it that way. I think we're just don't even get my hopes up. Don't even make me think I can have a part of this conversation. Just tell me what to do. And oh, by the way, I still, after all this time together, cannot read your mind. Just tell me. I can't read the huff. I can't read the humph. I can't read the, just tell me what you want me to do because I can't figure it out. So Alan, do you still need your water fixing then? Is that something that needs fixing? My water fixing? No, your wood. Oh my. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wish my you know about wood floors and you know, so I, I just thought I wish uh, I wish there'd be some attention done to some wood. <laughs> you know what? And 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 I I thought of this only because when we just had our recent Christmas party, and I don't know if you guys do this. I don't know if if your significant others do the same thing, but I have had several conversations with others who have the kind of type A personality wife that I am blessed to have. We spent three weeks doing everything humanly possible to make our house look like nobody actually lives there. Like it doesn't represent a home. We took our couches, 
out of the house. We took our dining room table. We rented pub tables where people could stand. We rented chairs. We brought in all of this uh, cutlery and and like we looked like we were a traveling uh, f- uh, chef setup where we had all these different uh, burners going and all this different food prep all over the place. We had a serving board with wine. We had a, t- a beer tent outside. People walked in. I thought we transformed our home into a pub. It didn't look like a home anymore. <laughs> I was like, I thought we were inviting people to our home. I didn't realize we were transforming into a business where we were going to start selling alcohol to our friends. You could have all just met up in a pub. It would, it would, would have been a lot cheaper. And e- actually, you know what? I don't care if it would have been more money. It would been a lot easier. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. I spent two weeks repainting, cleaning, dusting. No dogs were allowed in the room. In fact, no, I couldn't even sit in my own movie room once we got it clean. She goes, okay, that's it. Until we have the party, you can't even watch TV. I'm like, you do know people realize we actually live in this house. People expect couches. People expect dining room tables. People expect a coffee table. It's it's okay to have these pieces in our home. People have them. <laughs> I, I, I don't get... Yeah, I've never put that much effort into, I think, anything ever. <laughs> Do you have has okay? No, it could be that it's just I married somebody who's just like that. But have, do you guys have that issue, or do you know people who go through that every time they're going to entertain formally? I have been to places, yeah, where it's quite obvious they've spent like weeks changing stuff, like you said, yeah. But no, we do, we don't do a bloody thing. Come on in. In fact, we give people a broom and a. And a, a <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna earn your dinner motherfucker yeah, yeah. just clear up over there make a bit of room for yourself and then you know we're good to go you know i'm of the mindset i'm at a point where if i have friends who are walking in my home and going oh, i can't possibly get free food and beer in a place with a couch and a dining room actually set up to look like a couch in a dining room i don't know if i want them as my friend I want to see stuff when you go to somebody's house. I mean, look behind me, all the shit I've got on the shelves. Oh, we've got stuff all over the place in the living room, all different things, all weird and wonderful movie things and art things. I want to go and because where you live reflects who you are. So you want to see, you know, what the things that that people like and are a part of them. I want to see all the, well, whatever you've got in your room. It could be, I've got a fucking life size busted pinhead in the living room. So now I will say, I don't want anyone to confuse what I'm saying. I don't believe in stacking dirty dishes all over the place. I'm not talking oh, about no, filth. No, no, no. I'm no, just no, talking about you won't represent you and that you've right. got around. Yeah. It should look like this is where I live, not a place I rented. Yeah, it's it, it's a home at the end of the day. I mean, if I go around someone's house for a dinner party and it was too clean, my thoughts are, why are we around a serial killer's house? Because the only people <laughs> who have their places that clean are serial killers, because they've got that much to hide. Everything's now. I'm opening the fridge, and there's a human head in there. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> How to yeah, cook yeah. humans? <laughs> <laughs> no, this this stew's lovely. Yeah, what stew, Stuart? Yeah, brilliant. Thanks. But I, I mean, just in case she's listening, which she won't. But in case the party was a hit. Everyone loved it. It just is amazing to me how we both would approach the exact same party, which would have probably been just as successful, but see it in two completely different perspectives. Yeah. I mean, if people are drinking as well, if they have one too many, they don't care. 
They no. were, in fact, they're probably sitting there going, I've had one too many. I need somewhere to sit. Why the <laughs> fuck hasn't Alan got a fucking couch? No, no. Oh, no, we rented. Here's the crazy thing. We went and we rented chairs so we would have plenty of places to sit, just not a couch. <laughs> I'm not making oh, this up. I'll send you pictures. <laughs> I need a before and an after one. Yeah. <laughs> I can compare the level of insanity that I'm thinking it might be. <laughs> now, I, again, I love my, I want you guys to know, I'm not saying this because I, I love my wife, but there are some stark differences between the two of us. And I guess that's what makes us whole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It makes it whole. All right. If I keep complaining, I might find a bullet hole actually in me from her. So, <laughs> so that's my rant. I just realized it, I can't believe it took me this long, but I just realized it, my wife was not necessarily attracted to me for who I was at that time. It's for what my potential, my resale value might be somewhere down the road as a property investment. <laughs> It, it, that that thing though saying oh that annoys me now and it, it, yeah I'm, I'm well with you and it's like well you used to like that that was one of the things you liked about me and it's like well i didn't know you'd be like that all the time <laughs> what did you what, did, what were you expecting oh i fancy him because he does that but i'm really hoping you know outside of this specific point in time he's absolutely the complete opposite doesn't make any sense <laughs> it doesn't make here's the funny thing we'll be out with a group of people and someone with my very same personality and sense of humor and snark, but not married to her, will say something. And she's laughing her ass off at the table. I come home. I go, how come when he says that it's funny when I say it, you sneer? Well, because I don't have to go home with him. I'm like, what? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I get the exact same thing. It's like, oh, he's so funny because he's quite sarcastic and dry. <laughs> and then hold on. You're always having a go at me because I'm dry and sarcastic. Why must you always be that way? Can't you just stop? You were laughing no. your ass off an hour ago at the guy across the table. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get it. I, I Well, I do, but I don't. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my rant. I know it's a simple and easy one for the whole difference of the sexes and couples, but I, I really did come to this realization only during this Christmas party. I was like, oh, my God. It really is the difference in seeing the potential of a, of a fixer upper versus the, the home of your dreams. Is this when you realize this when you're walking around going, where's the fucking toilet? I'm sure we had a toilet. And then you realize you demolished it and you'd rent it as some kind of massive piss fountain or something. Exactly. Look, it's, it's our, uh, what do you call those? Uh, it's a fondue. It's a, it's a, it's a cheese fountain suddenly for people who want to come in there for some um, esoteric dining. Um, and I, it, it, it did as we were moving everything out, I realized, She's seeing the potential of what we could, what we, what it would look like if we took everything out and changed it. And I realized that's what she's doing to me. I can't dress myself anymore. I can't do my hair anymore. I have everything is like, you really want to wear that when we go out? Is that, is, is that the shirt you're planning on? And it's always that question. Are you, were you, were you going to wear that? Um, I did put it on, but would you like me to put something else on? Well, okay. If that's how you want to look. Oh my God. Just tell me. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, yeah, I got your clothes out ready for later. Did you now? <laughs> what what am I wearing? I don't want to wear that. Oh, but you, I think you do. But it look, you look so I, good I, I, in I that. <laughs> yeah. I haven't worn that shirt in six years. You know why? I hate it. Yeah, but it looks good <laughs> on you. I'm like, oh my god. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. So we can all maybe relate to that, and all we can do is rant because uh, otherwise uh, we'd be divorced again. So I don't want to do that. 
I kind of like where I live. I don't, I, I'm okay. I'll have to, I just, I just let it go. I've just learned deep breaths and ho- keep it to yourself. Save it for a rant show. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We are uh, closing in on an hour. That was my rant just about uh, a, a discovery. It took me 50 years to make on, on uh, my wife and I's views of each other. Um, is there anything anybody else had before we go to would you rather? No, I'm ranted out. I think. You're yeah. ranted out, Adam. I just, okay. I just bought, I just bought the ones at the table. All right. Well, let's go to the game that everybody else can play along at home. And by the way, uh, we'll give you all the details at the end of how you can engage with us via social media. If you want to get on Twitter, send us an email and uh, or any of our individual Twitter accounts and let us know what you thought, how you would have answered these. I always have fun playing this along with these guys whenever we have them on. So let's play Would You Rather, where I give each of them will alternate and go all the way around each time. Different scenarios of having to pick one or the other. Hence the name, Would You Rather. We'll give you uh, well, the first one, Dave. We go to you. Mm-hmm. Dave, would you rather, during a sudden and unexpected snowstorm, be trapped in an old-time pub or an arcade with a beer tap? Oh, oh. surely the arcade, because then if you want a drink, you can still get a drink. But if you want to go on any of the games, namely pinball, which we've been playing, <laughs> quite often, uh, yeah, it's got to be that, surely. I mean, what apart from you're in an old time pub, you've got the old, you know, you've got the atmosphere, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you go to another one, where if you're trapped in there, you, you can do some gaming as well. No, it's the other one, definitely. Now, see, the places I go, and the reason I'm asking this is because they only serve beer. They don't serve food. So if you're trapped, are you okay with just beer for your sustenance? Well, I wouldn't have that. I haven't had beer because of before the op and everything, my belly, I couldn't drink alcohol. Hmm. So since I've had the op, I haven't even bothered having it anyway. So I'm close to two years without alcohol. So hence why a big thing of Vimto in front of me. <laughs> so yeah, I'd, I'd just be snacks, crisps, okay. chips, as you call them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And hope it didn't go on too long that I'd just have to diet on just crisps. And there's a reason I asked this particular one because of a news story that actually did happen in the UK just a couple of weeks ago uh, with a freak snowstorm that trapped people in, a, in an inn for three days. I think it was longer than that, actually. I think it was like about four nights they were in there. I think it was it was something ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. people went but, to go see a cover band and got an unexpected blizzard right. and got stuck for three days, but they had a fully stocked pantry and a bar. And I thought, that see, that wouldn't happen to me. I would get snowstormed in in like the the the, the truck stop with uh, one, you know, fat woman in the back doing, doing the little arcade game, the little trying to win slots. And all I have is just, you know, uh, a, a crappy bathroom and and chips. That's all I would have. I wouldn't get stuck in the pub that could like, oh, we have sausage. We can have this. And that, that wouldn't happen to me. Uh, Adam, what about you? If you were stuck in a sudden so snowstorm, would you rather be stuck in an old time pub or an arcade with a beer tap? Oh, it, it would. Mm, I'm got well. No, I'd, I'd agree with Dave. I'm, I'd personally go for the arcade, but there's there's a lot of little things like depends on how old old timey the pub is and where the pub is. Because I know everyone's got the image of the quintessential English pub, mm-hmm. but half of them are just shitholes full of assholes, and you know <laughs> that's the same in the city. And if you if you go out in the sticks somewhere, it is proper American wealth in London. They are unwelcoming yeah. places full of old bastards. Um, <laughs> if I was trapped in there, I would 
you know, yeah, I suppose we could eat, but I would walk out a murderer and I don't <laughs> think I want that on my conscience. So arcade with a beer tap, I'd probably go for that. Covers best of both worlds. I just hope it wasn't completely full because again, I don't want to spend four days just with, you know, 40 to 50 year old men sweating and, and, you know, smelling of ass crack. <laughs> you know, I, for, I, for entertainment and drink. I've, also the one I go to, they do serve pizza as well. So it does oh. give me a little, a little buy into the food market as well. So I haven't got to eat any of them. I can just, okay. I can just eat pizza. See, and because I only know what we have here, the idea in my mind, and maybe what Dave said is it, I, I, I've got this image in my head. And of course you said it too, Adam of the old time pub, but I, I was initially leaning toward that thinking, oh, that'd be so cool. You've got a full kitchen. It's all stocked. You can make all this food. You've got all these drinks. You've got a bar. But maybe you're right. Maybe having at least something to do to pass the time besides just look at each other. The arcade may be the better way to go. So, OK, you've convinced me. You've changed my mind hearing how you guys describe it. Hey. Let's go to number two. And Adam, this is the one you're not going to believe, but this was written uh. well before the conversation started. <laughs> Adam, would you rather... Lose your voice, but be able to write voluminous amounts of literary material or lose your ability to communicate through the written word, but be able to speak eloquently and passionately in any setting. That's damn it. Um... <laughs> I'm going. I'm... I'll go. Oh, damn it, man. Right. <laughs> I can hear the confusion. Adam. No, I know what the answer is, but it's just not going to work with what I've already said because I'd rather have my voice. And you know, it, it, if I lost if I lost both hands in a in a tragic donkey accident or something, and I and I could only speak, I, could, I, I you know you could do that. Or I, I'd, I'd have to be able to speak. I think I'd get more frustrated not being able to to voice myself at all. Because also, if I could only write stuff, well, no fucker out there's going to read it anyway. <laughs> you know, I, I, if, if, if I was on a bus and there was some hideous beanie hat wearing chimp at the back, chimpy little teenage toss bag, who sat there playing dubstep through his phone, I'd rather tell him to turn it off than write him a strongly worded letter <laughs> and expect him to fucking read it. <laughs> It wouldn't work. It wouldn't work. And then I'd just have to turn into a murderer again. And I'm trying to avoid all of those circumstances. But well, so uh... actually, I said murderer again. That I wasn't know. what I meant. Yeah, There's a lot of situations that would turn you into a murderer. Adam. <laughs> I feel like you're living on a knife edge. No, 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 no. no, no. I, well, I love it. After your rant about how piss poor our writing skills, you choose your voice. No, this don't is awesome. frame it. You're framing it all wrong. There's other people can write, still a few of them, but not anyone else has my voice. I there you go. Dave, what about you? Would you rather lose your voice but be able to write voluminous amounts of literary material or lose your ability to communicate through the written word but be able to speak oh, eloquently and passionately? Bollocks. <laughs> I could, I, I forgot, I could have had one of those Stephen Hawking machines with my own voice in it. <laughs> What do you mean, Adam? Yeah, but you can program with your own voice now. There was a woman on telly the other week who had something happen to her. I'm not laughing at her. Uh, 
but you know, and it was her voice coming out of the machine, and it did quite a good job for eighty percent of it. I'm assuming. Yeah. Yeah. The problem really good was twenty percent at- of it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> there is also, they're, they're getting um, really, really good at being able to capture, especially if you had a voice print file of a bunch of stuff you had done prior to maybe losing your voice. Yeah, you can really emulate the right tones and intonations. It's getting amazing how quickly the computer can go text to speech and still put the right intonation. Mm. And it's also the other way: this speech to text. So if you wanted to write something online, you could say it and it. Type it out for you. True, true. You could do that. Yeah. So now, I, I, I enjoy podcasting too much that I would have to keep my voice, and then I couldn't write. So, and some may argue that I can't now after reading <laughs> the website. So I wouldn't be any different than I am now. Yeah, this is a tough one because I have always been a writer first and a uh, verbal person second. But because of what I do in the last. Uh, couple of decades and how much I love the podcasting, how much I love the verbal communication, it'd be really hard for me to go without my voice. So I, as much as I would hate to put writing as a secondary, as a choice, I can't at this point in my life, lose my voice. So we are all in agreement. We want to keep our voice. Oh my word. All right. Number three, Dave, this goes to you. Would you rather microwave your food from now on with no access ever to an oven or have to rely solely on an oven and no microwave. Ooh, forevermore, oh. no baking, always in the microwave. If it can't be ma- if it can't be microwaved, you can't have it. Or you go to the oven and you got to deal with it takes 30 minutes to warm something up. I would have to go. I th- I think I'm going to have to go with the oven. I think even though it takes longer, it, it cooks things better. And I'm thinking, even if you wanted, so here's an example. So a Saturday morning, we take the dog out for a walk, a little treat. We go to the bakers in the village and we get a couple of steak pies. And because uh, we get them before we take him for a walk. So by the time we get home, the pies are cold and I don't want a cold steak pie. So I could microwave them, but I don't. Put the oven on, let the oven warm up, put them in, leave them in for about 15 minutes or so. And they warm up. So, you know, in total, you're waiting about 45 minutes before you could have it. Whereas if I microwave them, you know, 40 seconds or something, I'd still rather go with the oven and have the and have the wait. So, yeah, even though it takes longer. And I was going to say you can cook more things in the oven, but I'm probably wrong saying that people would get emailed. No, you can't. You can cook everything in the microwave. Now I'm going oven, oven. I'm sticking with oven. Oven. All right. Mm. Adam. Would you prefer a microwave for your food from now on, no access to an oven, or vice versa, only with an oven, no access to a microwave? Slightly weird, because like Dave's story with the pies, uh, um, we have done the same sort of thing. But when we get in, she'll put hers in the oven. I'm impatient, and I will just wang it in the microwave. Do the same with like day-old pizza and that kind of stuff as well. She waits for the oven to heat up, whereas I'll just ping it in the microwave. don't care. But if I could only choose one, then it's oven, because... You know, to me, things work better and they cook better in the oven. They're nicer. And, you know, I'm not cooking a steak in a microwave. You know, I've defrosted bacon to the point of where it's cooked and just thought that's cooked in it. And then you try it. It's not very nice. Um, And I don't want to do like a like a big joint of roast pork in a microwave with crackling. I'm not sure that's going to work. Um, So even though I'm impatient, 
generally, yeah, push comes to shove. I'm, I'm going with the oven just because the results for me are better overall. Wow. We are going to go for another trifecta here. I am without a doubt would prefer the oven. In fact, I like the oven so much. We actually bought one of these now um, air fryers, which is basically like a convection oven that can rapidly heat in it. It looks like a little toaster oven, but it's actually an air fryer. I almost use that exclusively for everything. I can roast in it. I can, you want to put pizza in there. It warms it up exactly like in an oven, but can do it in like five minutes versus 45 minutes. And, it, but it's not a microwave. It doesn't come out rubbery and, and soggy. It's perfect. So oven will always win. Number four, Adam, we go to you on this one. Would you rather have the ever whiny Daniel LaRusso a la Karate Kid as your best friend or the utterly incompetent Billy Petzler Peltzer from Gremlins as your best friend? Like, like actual best friend. Right. Like if the character, not the actor, if the character of Daniel LaRusso could be your best friend, always whining, bitching, moaning, making some bad decisions, or the incompetent Billy Peltzler from Gremlins, who would you rather have as your best friend? <laughs> Think of this because of your recent spotlight. Yeah. Shows. <laughs> I mean, Billy is a bit dim, but there's no, there's no, there's, I can't think of anyone who I'd rather have less as a best friend than, than Daniel LaRusso. <laughs> uh, fucking Hitler. I'd rather have Hitler as my best buddy than Daniel LaRusso. <laughs> you know, he's, you know right, they've both got, they've both got hobbies. Um, but one of them's a little less whiny. One's a bit more forceful. I, I can't do with Daniel LaRusso. I mean, Billy, you go around his house. I suppose you could laugh at his dad's latest shit inventions. Um, good artist. So, you know, you could, you know, I, I appreciate that. So I could enjoy some of his hobbies. Occasionally gets a weird, unnatural pet. I could ask the questions of why the fuck don't you know what that is, Billy? You dipshit. Why is no one asked all the, I could rant at him about that. That'd be great. But, uh, I could never abide Daniel LaRusso. I mean, even though he's, no, he's still annoying now in Cobra Kai. I couldn't put up with that. No, I don't. again, Daniel LaRusso as my best friend leads me down that road to murder and I'm trying to avoid it. <laughs> yeah. I love Adam's like, like his new, uh, you know, measuring stick for which way to go in society or his life, which way leads me less toward murder. Okay. <laughs> no, it's a fairly, I think it's, I could write a proper self-help book on that. It's not a bad, it's not a bad option. <laughs> I can see the title now. Be a better you. Don't choose murder. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, what about you? Looking at these two characters, not actors, characters. You have to have them as a best friend. Is it Daniel LaRusso or Billy Peltzler? I agree with everything Adam said. I, I, me too. I cannot stand Daniel LaRusso. His character <laughs> is so fucking annoying. And even yet, yeah, even in Cobra Kai, it's like, he was winding me up watching that. So irritating. And no, I couldn't be putting that with him whatsoever. So I, I agree with Adam again. I cannot believe this. We have a forfecta going on. I will pick <laughs> Billy Pelzer. But I'm telling you the reason, not necessarily because Daniel's so annoying, but if the chance that Billy has still got uh, Phoebe Cates hanging around as a friend, I'd be cool to always invite her over too. So, and, you, and like you said, Adam, he may have that pet still, and maybe I can smack him around and say, look, Gizmo was cool. Let's leave him like this, and let's follow the basic rules for at least a, a couple of years. Let's not break them all within the first day. How about that? Yeah. Hmm. 
All right. Number five, Dave, would you rather be able to only play video games on a console or only on a PC or Mac, whichever is your preference, but you have to pick one. You can't have both from now on video games, console or Mac or PC. This is easy. If you'd have asked me this 20 years ago or even less, actually, maybe 15 years ago, it'd have been PC. Now, oh no, I want my feet up on the couch. I want a big TV in front of me. I want just to sit back and relax. Console gaming, inevitably put all the games onto easy nowadays and then (laughs) sit and enjoy and avoid anything with a boss battle in it so it doesn't (laughs) avoid the boss battle so I don't get frustrated. Yeah, and don't throw the controller through the TV. So, yeah, I've been console gaming more or less exclusively for about easily 15 years. Whereas before wow. that, it was the other way. It was, I was all PC. Okay. Yeah. I, and the reason I asked that is because I knew you were multi-platform, but if you had to just pick one. So, uh, Adam, we'll go to you with that one. You only get to pick one platform. It's either a console or a PC. Which is it? It's, it's quite easy to, but it is console. I mean, even though I am, you know, technologically bisexual because i've dipped my toes in both sides (laughs) quite a few times um i started off on home computers then i went to console and and i've been i've been that pc gamer like probably between the ages of 18 maybe 25 26 where i i entered the pc arms race so i was constantly tinkering and upgrading and spending ridiculous amounts of money to get a new graphics card. And then you sit there, you're funny about and all the options just to get the best. Gra- oh, I've got three frames extra a second. Ugh. It's a tragic lifestyle. And anyone who argues otherwise, again, idiots <laughs> and leads me down to murder again. A so console, it's, it's tragic, isn't it? Oh, I've, I've <laughs> all these fucking people who live in their mum and dad's basement and fucking just wank over their own photos. They sit there, oh, I, PlayStation 5's rubbish. I, I, my graphics card can do better. Yeah, because your graphics card was a thousand quid. Of course it's better, you fucking moron. <laughs> How's your virginity going, by the way? Oh, still there, still there. Yeah, that's never going anywhere, is it? I believe um, in nostalgia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I'm, I'm with Dave. I, I, I want simplicity. Uh, I say simplicity. They're, they're starting to muddy the waters now. You can't put a game in and it. Well, mind you, you're on a spectrum. You couldn't put a game in and it wouldn't work necessarily after 25 minutes of loading. But there's day one patches and now you start to get graphics options. But in essence, put a game in, play it, feet up like Dave, put it on easy because I don't need I don't need to be angered by games now. Yeah. I just want to experience them. So, yeah, console gate, console gaming. We have finally come to one where I will be the the different voice here and only because I tried so hard. And you would think with 101 keys available to me on a keyboard, there are more options than the typical gamepad with uh, two different, you know, controllers and maybe two different uh, joysticks. And then you got your finger buttons and maybe thumb buttons. For some reason, my brain does not comprehend which button to press to do the things I want to do when I'm holding a game, a, a console, uh, whatever, a pad, but my keyboard and mouse, <laughs> I'm totally fine. I, I can I'll play any first person shooter. I can play any third person. I'm playing pinball. 
I will forever be a PC gamer. I tried and I could not get into the Twitch style of flicking my fingers and trying to remember, is it a combo left, left, right up? I, I just, my brain does not allow my hands to function that way, but I can blindly find any key on the keyboard. I can map anyone within my left hand and use my mouse and, I, and I'm the happiest guy in the world. And I can just stare from my desk at my screen for hours on end drives my wife batshit crazy. How long can you play pinball? I'm like, until I'm tired. <laughs> That's just, <clears throat> I will always be a PC guy. And I know what you're saying. You're right. Although it is easier than it was when we first started. The, the game cards go in. They all find their drivers automatically. They all update now automatically. I don't have to figure out which one to download, which one's the right one, which uh, everything's all done automatically. But yeah, it is a little more expensive, but I love my PC. I just do. I'll watch my kids play on the PlayStation because there's some amazing games, but I watch. I can't play. I'm just I, I look like I couldn't pass a fourth grade reading level test when I get onto a Twitch system. But when I get onto a PC, I'm totally fine. All right, last one. Adam, this goes to you. Uh -oh. Would you rather be an expert fisherman, knowing you'd always be able to catch your own food from the sea, or an expert hunter, where you could always hunt your own food on land? Uh, I, think, I think geographically, this just points me in one direction, um, which would be fishermen. Because, um, to be honest, hunting in England... Oh, what, what did you get today, love? I got a stoat. You know, <laughs> the the best thing you can have is the Christmas badger. It's uh, <laughs> we we don't have the wildlife over here. I think to sort of justify hunting proper meat because most of our creatures are small and rubbish, and it's generally going to be rats, rats, stoats, rabbits. Bit boring to be honest. Badgers, squirrels. You know, you can't shoot a farmer's cow because they'll shoot you back in the face. So I think, yeah, fishing, I, I think I'd have to be a fisherman in this country. Let me tweak it. I get it. OK, I didn't think about the availability of land animals versus sea animals. If there was, let's say, deer and other things that you could hunt for food, let's go back 100 years or whatever, which would Can... basically do you prefer being a fisherman or a hunter? But if it was now, can I hunt people I don't like and get away with it? <laughs> well, you know what? I just realized your answer. You got to pick which one leads you more toward murder. Chances are you're not murdering somebody with a fishing pole. So that's that's true. That's true. But yeah, can I can I have a 32 in uh, 32 inch 32 <laughs> ounce <laughs> sirloin man steak? Well, it depends no. on the size freezer you have. Yeah, but to, to be, yeah, it, I think it's one of them. I, I, I think I could kill fish without feeling any kind of pang of guilt because it's a fish, not a shark, because I, I appreciate sharks a bit more, but like a normal food fish, like a cod or something like that, or whatever, mackerel, etc. I could eat those without any. I'm, I'm, I'm probably, because we don't really have that in this country, I'm probably too soft to shoot a deer in its face to eat <laughs> it. Um, if I had to, I would, but generally I'd just find it a bit more troublesome. So I'd probably, and I like fish anyway, I'd probably go fish. And if it means, if, it has, if I've got the choice of fishing rod or becoming like an expert underwater harpoonist, that's also a cool skill. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Dave, what about you? Expert fisherman, knowing you'd be able to catch your own food from the sea or an expert hunter where you'd be able to find your food on land? Do I have access to any other food? 
No, no this is this is how you have to. This is your food. This is your source. You're going to either be an expert fisherman or an expert oh. hunter. This is so tricky then, because like Adam, I I don't think I could hunt. I wouldn't want to. And I mean, I know you don't have to look at it, look at it in its eyes as you kill it, but I couldn't. I couldn't and wouldn't want to kill like a deer or a cow or anything like that. But on the flip side, I fucking hate seafood. <laughs> <laughs> well, now, isn't this a little pickle? I'd, I'd be very hungry. I mean, I do. I do get adventurous, and I do have fish fingers. So. <laughs> <laughs> and well, actually, we are we are having as as a Christmas treat tomorrow on Christmas Eve. We we have got some lobster tail, which I had for the very first time. Good stuff. When we, when we went to yeah. America a few years ago, I'd never had lobster in my life. I think it was when was it? Um, it was about three. I want to say three. I need, a few years ago, we went and I had lobster tail for the first first time, and it was really nice. Awesome. So stuff. tomorrow will be only the second time I've ever had it. But apart from that, I don't like fish. I don't like seafood. Tina loves it. I I can't stand it. Oh my god! So it's either be really hungry trying to figure out how to catch fish and make them into fish fingers <laughs> or, <laughs> cutting or, them into an oblong is generally, is generally the way. <laughs> where are these fish with these damn long fingers <laughs> or trying to hunt with my eyes shut so I look at what i'm killing i mean i'm gonna die of starvation no matter what i pick i'm dead adam come and murder me you can I, i'll give myself up you can eat me i don't I want to run feast you on you that's it i've got some some aged meat for you what about what about insects dave would you eat insects are you eating insects i've eaten yeah because it was i think it was from a yeah it was from a birthday in the summer um tina's sister got me some um Oh, what were these? Sriracha, Sriracha crickets. crickets, wasn't it? Yeah. And they were really nice. High protein. Uh, crunchy, obviously. Yeah. Uh, and I looked them. I looked them in their little dead, crunchy eyes. And went, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to eat you. And I did. And they were really nice. Yeah, insect, insects are something different. So, and they're finding lots of new insects, aren't you, that you can eat? Yeah. So, mm. can I pick insects? Does that count? Land-based? There's, there's your answer. You just shrink down the scale of your hunting. Yeah, a lot easier to hunt, I would think. I yeah. guess. I mean, I guess you can hunt the cricket. <laughs> Spices to flavor them with. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I didn't. I never thought of you would take it in that direction. So, <laughs> that's why I love these. So, yeah, I'm either, I'm either fishing and hardly eating anything that I catch or hunting with my eyes shut. Mm. You know, I'm very much like you guys when it comes to living land mammals. Um, it's hard in my mind. And, and I take for granted that somebody has to do this for me because I love beef. I love pork. I love chicken. Someone has to uh, raise and then properly um, harvest them for us to be able to go to the grocery store and be able to have that yeah. in a survival situation. And I said this even on air recently, if things got really, really bad, what would we all do to survive? I'm a piss poor fisherman. I love the idea of fishing. I've gone fishing many times. If I had to reliably feed my family, I'd be in trouble fishing. I love seafood and I suck at it. I have to figure out what I'm doing wrong. So I really would like to be an expert fisherman because I'd like to believe there's always fish available. And much like both of you said, to me, there's just that mental switch that gets clicked that says, 
I can eat, I can kill, I can cut off the head and clean a fish. It's a lot harder in my head to look at Bambi and say, not only am I going to kill you, I'm going to have to gut you and then strip you before the, so that way the, the meat can be preserved quickly. Because once you do that, if you don't know how to clean your kill, that's a problem too. It's one thing to shoot an animal. It's another thing to be able yeah. to, you know, basically clean it and strip it and get it ready to be eaten. And that's a, a whole other skill. Uh, yeah. And, and a little side note, when, because of the thing that we don't talk about that started last year, and because it was at home more and me and Tina would take Bodhi for a walk and we'd go and obviously we live in Wales. There's lots of sheep everywhere. And we would walk every day and then it went into lambing season. And we were seeing these lambs every day, twice a day. We'd take him for a walk and we ended up, you know, we'd give them names and all of this. <laughs> and it's, we don't touch lamb now. It completely stopped us eating lamb and we haven't touched lamb. It's if, uh, very hard when you start personifying animals and start seeing oh, yeah. them as almost as pets. It's hard to think of it as food. Mm, yeah, so we, yeah. I, I don't think the same about lamb or anything. If we see lambs, I will say to my uh, partner's mother, look, dinner. Because <laughs> um, they, they, they personify every animal. So I take every opportunity to say how I'd eat something. And I would. You know, I, I know lambs are cute. And if I named a lamb in a field, I'd still eat it. But provided I wasn't the one who had to, you know, chop his pretty little head off. I'm going to call that lamb mint sauce. That's the name of it. And this one, I I purposely picked this quote because I knew it would hopefully, hopefully spur the conversation. Because what if we were in a survival situation? What would you do if, let's say, your society took a a U-turn for the worst for a, a year or two and you had no choice? Could Adam you do it? Murder everybody. That's what would happen. Adam would go on his long-awaited murder spree. <laughs> Cannibalism. It's the way forward. You know. Well, what's cool is we could all be behind Adam. He's taking care of everybody oh, else, and we can then have access to all the leftover food in the grocery stores that would would have been picked over, save for the fact that Adam killed everyone. Yeah, there's, there's plenty, plenty of meat on a person. I'm, you know, I could I could post you an arm or a leg or something. Yeah, but once again, you gotta you gotta clean it and store it quickly. Otherwise, it starts to uh, go bad. Well, there's plenty of people in it. It's not like, <laughs> not like I could possibly run out of everyone in, in that short period of time. I couldn't run out of everyone. All right. I don't know if I answered, but I think I would pick fishermen because I think that is a skill you could use the rest of your life. Hunting at some point, you do get a little older and a little slower and it's harder. You, I don't like the idea of sitting in a tree stand in the cold for hours on end when I could sit on the dock or sit in a boat and catch something that way. So I'm going to pick fishermen. So fishing's all, also relaxing. It is, oh, I, I think I do love fishing. I, I, I'm a catch and release person when I go kayaking. Um, I've caught lots of bass when we go where I just kind of troll a line. But once again, if I had to be responsible for feeding six people every day, I, I would need to get it much better at what I do. So, <laughs> all right. Um, that's going to wrap it up. That's the last question I had. So before we go, Dave, anything else you want to add to uh, this ranch show? No, I shall keep my two-parter for a future one in 2022. Well, let's go ahead and uh, mentally book that maybe sometime in the first quarter of next year. Mm-hmm. Adam, anything else you got? No, I'm all good. I'm just disappointed, Dave, but never mind, eh? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I've got, I've got, I'm, I'm, I'm free. This is good because I'm free for Christmas now. It's freed me mentally. Excellent. Well, for me, I'll just say it's been such a pleasure having yet another year as part of the 60MW team, getting to know you guys both on podcast uh, air and then off, uh, a lot more off. We have so many great conversations. 
I know this episode won't come out until 2022, but we are recording at the very end of the year. So I want to say to all of you, all the listeners, everyone, I hope you had a wonderful Christmas holiday and a great new year. And as this is coming out of the beginning of 2022, hopefully everyone has thought about what you're wanting to do and that you'll be uh, hanging around with us for another year of great episodes. Mm, yeah. As we said, we'll, oh my gosh, I think in 2022, we'll be putting out towards the end episode 500, maybe. Getting close. Yeah, because you're you're all, you're your past. Are you coming up on 400 as of right now? Yeah, yeah, over 400 by the end of this year. Wow. Well, let's uh, let's give everybody the particulars, Dave. I know you know it far better than I do off the top of your head. People who are listening, it's the Rant Show. They want to they want to learn more about the the team. They want to hear all the different varieties of shows. They want to know about the website. Give us the rundown. How do people learn more about the show? Just go to. 60mw.co.uk, numerical 60, not alphabetical. Everything's on there. There's the Meet the Team page. You'll see pictures of us, uh, news, reviews, interviews, all the various format shows. Go to the drop-down boxes. Everything's on there. You can leave us a review. And one thing that we've got that I really want people to sort of engage with is, uh, and this works as well if you're going to go to the website on your computer, laptop, pad, phone, there's a speak pipe little button that appears everywhere. Whatever page you go on, just click on that. And I think you've got 90 seconds and you can leave us a voicemail completely free. doesn't cost you a penny. If you want to reply to this show or any of the other shows, leave us a voice message. We'll reply. We'll play it on the show. And that's another way to get in touch with us as well as send us a tweet, send an email, leave us a review. And tell your, friends, tell your friends about us too. 60 MW podcast at Twitter. That's the only social media location besides the website. Dave, I know that's the Twitter account you also monitor and sort of speak on the behalf as uh, yours, as well as the podcast. Adam, if somebody wanted to reach out to you, they wanted to tell you about why your would you rathers were all wrong. How do they find you? <laughs> I, I do. I do inhabit Twitter um, at Ape Mutterings, um, but I'm not there very often. Um, if they want to hear me for some reason, they'll find me on Spotlight Reflection Shows with my normal podcasting wife you know, we're these days we're more or less entwined in some kind of rope made out of semen as we as we're on every single show together doing spotlight reflections on old films that we love uh sledgehammer we've put that on the back burner for a little bit but we're going to get back into going through episodes of sledgehammer um, and we do an ABCD of, ABCD of gaming every now and then. But we've, we've talked about that. We want to pick that up a bit as well because it's a hobby we all love. But for some reason, we're not talking about it because stuff. <laughs> so we'll, 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 get back on, we'll get back on the horse next year if that's the right phrase. Awesome. Yeah. Anybody wants to find me, um, I do have a role outside of podcasting in uh, talk radio. So that can sometimes bring up the hackles of some, depending how easily triggered you are. But you can find me on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram just by searching for The Alan Sanders Show. Of course, if it's related to the podcast, just send it over to Dave. Use this, the speak, what's it called? The speak up button? Speak pipe. The speak pipe button. That would be awesome. Or send us a word. And you know what? If you send us something about this show, let us know uh, what you thought of it. We may even do you a shout out in the next rant show of 2022. I think that'd be cool. Or if you really want to please Adam, send us a written letter. Oh, we'll oh, do that. Oh, we, should, we should get a P.O. box number. 
I wonder if people would send us written letters. <laughs> here's, you know, here's what we have to do in our modern age. You'd have to say, write a handwritten letter, then take a picture on your cell phone and send uh, yeah. it. <laughs> oh, I was going to offer a three pound book token to anyone who actually wrote a letter with a quill. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. And, and a wax seal as well. That, that's oh, next. Another no. three pound book token from me for the wax seal. Awesome. Oh. Guys, this has been a great rant show. I really appreciate it. Until next time. Adios. Sauvage. <laughs> <laughs>
I, he's his reputation is not really all that good right now. Just they even kicked him out of the Harry Potter world. I mean, he's been replaced by Mads Mikkelsen. I mean, come on. It's any, 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 well, any multimillionaire, basically. No, don't. They've got enough. Give it to people who need it. Twats. And now we're, now we're, now we're screwed. Like, oh, we were going to support your show. <laughs> Oh no, we've lost that sponsorship from Dior now. Damn it. I could just hear starting in 2022. Today's episode of the, of the Rancho brought to you by Savage. Savage. Oh, we have to We're about to get Savage on this rant. We're <laughs> really close to the microphone and talk like this for every podcast. Oh, yes. We have to go French, right? <laughs> Do you want to smell not like a bit of air? <laughs> then get Savage. Get Savage. It'll make you less likely to beat the woman you love. <laughs> Savage stops you becoming a murderer. Make her cry, but not with your fists. <laughs> this is 2022's Dior's uh, whole advertising story. <laughs>